Welcome to Weekend Trader on the TD Ameritrade Network. I'm Tom White along with my co-host Ben Lichtenstein. Ben, we saw stocks fall for the first time in five weeks on hotter than expected inflation data. October CPI job or CPI inflation report was 6.2% year-over-year growth for inflation, which caused some volatility for the equity markets today. Ben, what stuck out to you uh, this past week uh, besides that hot, hotter-than-expected CPI data? Well, first and foremost, Tom, I'd have to agree. Uh, the inflation numbers certainly uh, were a bit of a setback for traders, for investors. We've been hearing about some of those supply chain constraints. We've been hearing about uh, some of the bottlenecks, and it hasn't really materialized for the most part on the consumer side of things. It seems to be starting to come into play. Now, I do want to point out, and uh, you mentioned how the indices, uh, well, for the most part, kind of lost some of the momentum to the upside that we had been seeing uh, on the numbers, on rates that spiked, but ultimately I think it's important to take note of the fact that we haven't really seen any rejection of the trend for the most part. The All four of the majors, the ES, the NASDAQ, the Dow, the Russell, managed to really shrug off some of these uh, concerns as they have been for the most part. Characteristic of the trend environment we've seen to the upside this week, the Russell futures, the Dow futures, both small caps and large caps to new all-time highs. Yeah, you make a good point there, Ben. Uh, you know, people are getting a little bit anxious about some of this inflationary data as it being the hottest that we've seen in about 31 years. But at the same time, markets and equity markets and the major indices are just off of their all-time highs. We did have some other data, uh, Ben, that was negative and to the downside. Ten-year lows on consumer sentiment under the 70 level. Uh, and this is a big deal, I think, because this is a forward-looking uh, uh, outlook that the uh, consumer has at this point. So how important was this weaker than expected consumer sentiment number? All right, I have to agree, Tom, this is a big deal in many ways because, well, it does sort of uh, show, it's a reflection of some of those concerns that investors, traders, consumers for that matter, have been expressing tied to uh, inflation. And while again, uh, the indices for the most part have managed to shrug those off with better than expected quarterly results, some really good jobs reports, uh, as of recent. This is one that we should be keeping an eye on because, again, ultimately, uh, the consumer has been a staple, a pillar of strength in many ways, whether you're talking about uh, on the retail front, whether you're talking about on uh, some of the other real strong areas of the economy throughout the pandemic. For example, housing. I mean, if we were to start to see sentiment uh, diminish and start to falter a little bit, the ripple effect could be widespread. Yeah, and uh, besides that, we also had some um, equity or futures uh, actually mm -hmm. trading a little bit volatile this week. Bitcoin hit all-time highs, fell uh, the last two days of the week to settle slightly higher uh, this past week. But at the same time, we had gold break out of a recent trend here, Ben. Uh, how significant is that? Because it ties right in to that inflationary data that we had out of the CPI. Oh, no question. Actually, both tie right into the two discussions uh, and the two major focal points for investors, for traders, uh, the two topics we just covered. For one, the risk on sentiment. Indices, again, into new all-time highs this week. Two of the four did. Uh, all four majors, the ES, NASDAQ, Dow, rustled this month. But we also saw Bitcoin. That's oftentimes seen as that risk on uh, or risk off type indicator. And certainly with the run up this week to 
thousand, short-lived, a bit of a pullback, but uh, that was uh, again a good example of the risk on sentiment. There was also some expectations or some anticipation of the SEC uh, on the ETF, but again they actually uh, denied it once again. So uh, this is something to keep an eye on here: the rally, the trend environment to the upside, the bit activity we've seen, and certainly uh, similar to as mentioned the risk on environment uh, in terms of what we've seen as far as the indices now. Gold, a little bit of a different story. That was more tied to those inflation concerns. We saw it spike up to the 1870 level uh, after the CPI data. It kind of saw limited follow through Friday, but has established a bit of a range up here, 1850 to 1870. And Tom, keep in mind, we're only a couple hundred dollars off the all-time highs that we saw uh, earlier this year, up around 2100. Yeah, we'll keep that in mind. And I think that inflationary pressure is still here, uh, so that'll definitely cause some volatility for gold. Uh, moving forward and the oil markets, which are uh, basically stagnant, but still in that tight range between about 80 and 85. Tesla shares were down over 15% this past week as Rivian, the EV truck maker, went public and uh, was trading significantly higher after going IPO in midweek. Uh, and this is one of those stories that more volatility. CEO uh, Elon Musk is selling shares due to some tax bills that he has coming up, but uh, this is a new competitor here in the EV space. A new competitor, but a similar trend in terms of what we've been seeing. You spoke to the volatility, the bid activity, and the uh, real focus on headline news in this space. Certainly Elon Musk, anytime uh, he tweets or uh, is uh, in the headlines, he's attracting attention for the most part. But yes, Tesla uh, on the move higher and uh, recently into all-time highs, but it did pull back significantly. I think that we can expect to see some volatility tied to this one, but other names in the space, Rivian, as you mentioned, the uh, IPO, that was attracting a fair amount of attention. But in general, kind of tying back to the uh, energies discussion and all, I think it just really speaks to how uh, EV, the sector in general, whether you're talking about on the charging side of things and infrastructure and uh, some of the build out that we could see there, uh, ultimately, there's going to be a lot of attention in the space in the coming months and years, Tom. Yeah, and uh, I think there was some other news on Johnson & Johnson splitting into two companies, GE mm -hmm. coming out and saying that they're splitting into three separate companies. So a lot of activity here trying to extract some shareholder value by some of these companies with markets just below all-time highs. But let's move it to next week, Ben. Uh, plenty of data due next week, but also some significant earnings out of the retailers. What are you looking forward to next week? Well, Tom, uh, first and foremost, uh, the retail uh, companies that are going to be reporting quarterly results or earnings, as you mentioned, this is going to be a focal point uh, because, as mentioned earlier, the focus is on the consumer, uh, especially after the numbers this morning and the disappointing results that we saw headed into the end of the week. We want to see if we're starting to see uh, a change as far as some of the trends where, for the most part, the consumer has been very strong, and as mentioned, the pillar of strength amidst the reemergence from the pandemic. I'm looking at a couple individual names, specifically Walmart. We talked about uh, it throughout the week here on the TD Ameritrade Network, how we're holding near these highs, the recent selling we saw into the end of the week. But on the bigger picture, the trend environment remains to the upside, and we're 
poised right near the all-time highs. So headed into earnings, a couple big names to watch. We could see the scales tip one way or the other. Again, the trend for the most part has been to the upside. So we'll look for continuation of that. But uh, at uh, many of these stocks, many of these retail names, shares are at one of the heightened awareness levels where you want to take, have heightened, participa heightened uh, participation and sort of focus on some of the stocks these shares and prices. Yeah, we've got Home Depot and Walmart on Tuesday, Lowe's and Target on Wednesday. Uh, we mm -hmm. also have NVIDIA in the tech space. That's a big one, um, you know, leading this uh, market higher on the, uh, the tech side, up over 125% so far this year. So that'll be keyed in on uh, looking forward to next week. But then on the economic data front, uh, besides earnings, Ben, we do have retail sales in general on Tuesday along with the Home Builder survey, but then also housing starts and permits on Wednesday. That'll give us some uh, indication of if that housing market can stay red hot because we've got home prices at all time highs. Yeah, I mean, again, the focus big time on the consumer and uh, the housing will be a discussion that we have with those numbers. And, uh, you know, in addition to some of the other data you pointed out, we have the IEA. Don't forget this week it was the EIA, which actually said that higher energy prices are starting to impact demand a little bit. We heard from OPEC this week as well, kind of feeding into uh, that narrative. So we're going to be watching, yes, some of the data, earnings, and uh, some of the individual reports that uh, continue to impact price, certainly housing and uh, some of the information on commodities will be watched. Yeah, that and I think uh, interest rates will be on everybody's mind, Ben, heading into next week. The 10-year yield jumped about 12 basis points this past week, sent a little bit of shiver into the tech sector throughout most of the week until we rebounded a little bit on Friday into the close, despite that weaker-than-expected consumer sentiment number and the elevated CPI that we saw on Wednesday. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us here on Weekend Trader. I'd like to thank my co-host here, Mr. Ben Lichtenstein. Everybody have a great weekend.